Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 113 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. And we're going to continue our countdown. We started this in episode number 111, where we take a look at the 19 Ranger playoff series wins since 1994. We go from 19 all the way to one. It is a three-parter. Today is going to be part two. If you missed part one, I would definitely recommend go back to episode 111. Listen to that one first. You can start at the beginning of the countdown and then pick up again here today with episode number 113, which again is going to be numbers 12 through 7. The 12 through 7 best New York Ranger playoff series wins since 1994. We're going to get into that in just a second. But first, just a little bit of positive news. I think everybody could use that. Uh, Gary Bettman, NHL commissioner, recently said that he believes the NHL can play well into the summer and added that basically nothing is being ruled out. So that could mean hockey games in July. That could mean hockey games in August. Uh, Whatever it takes to have the playoffs and award the Stanley Cup. There is a possibility that the regular season is completed. There is a possibility that we just jump straight into the postseason. Uh, Bettman basically saying, as he has all along, that just about everything is still on the table. So some good news, you know, some positivity as far as getting this season complete and you finishing it and getting a Stanley Cup champion. So fingers crossed that that indeed does happen. But with that said, let's go ahead and jump back into this countdown here. We're going to get back into it with number 12. And number 12 comes to us in 1997, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the fifth seeded New York Rangers taking down the fourth seeded Florida Panthers in five games. Now, the Panthers, it's easy to forget this, but the Panthers actually entered this series as the defending Eastern Conference champions. They had a really nice run through the postseason the year prior, and they lost to the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. They were swept, in fact, but they get back to the playoffs here. I think most people had them pegged to take down the Rangers here. Rangers, kind of an aging veteran team at this point, and the Rangers lost game one, but then they rip off four consecutive victories. Not easy to do that under any circumstances against any opponent in the playoffs to win four in a row, but the Rangers do that here. Games three, four, and five were all decided by just one goal. Games three and five of this series both went into overtime, and Essa Tikkanen lit the lamp both times to give the Rangers the win and send the Rangers on their way to round two of the playoffs where they would meet the top-seeded Devils. More on that in just a little bit. But this was a really nice playoff run for the Rangers, and this got them off to a really nice start here. I've talked about this before, but this really kind of felt like the Rangers kind of last stand here. The last chance for that core group, the 1994 Stanley Cup winning team, to add a second Stanley Cup, you know, Obviously, the team changes a little bit. It is three years later, but that core was still intact. You still had your Messiers. You still had your Graves. You still had Leach. You still had Richter. You still had Esa You still had Jeff Bukaboom, Alex Karpatsev. 
So, yeah, again, just a really nice uh, win here for the Rangers and a couple of thrilling overtime victories. Esatikin and scoring twice, including Game 5, which ended the series. Anytime you get a series that ends with a walk-off goal in overtime, I think that gets it a few points, and so that's why it's going to come in here at number 12. And I, the other thing I really remembered about this playoff run is Essa Tikkanen and Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier all playing on the same line. They really kind of top-loaded the first line, and it worked wonders. I mean, that line was absolutely on fire all throughout this postseason tournament. And, you know, of course, it ended in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Flyers, but really a nice little run here by the Rangers in 1997. And it all started with this five-game series win against the Florida Panthers. Moving on to number 11. Number 11 is going to be from 2014, the first round of the playoffs. The Rangers, number two in the Metropolitan Division. The Flyers, number three. They meet here in the first round, and the Rangers win in seven games, a series where the Rangers won every odd-numbered game. It was just Ranger win, Flyer win, Ranger win, Flyer win, Ranger win, Flyer win, Ranger win. So the Rangers advanced to round two, and this one could be a little bit higher on the list, could be a little bit better of a ranking just because... It was the series win that set the Rangers on their way for just an epic run through the Eastern Conference playoffs and all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals where they lost to the Kings. But this series, to me, even though it won seven games, even though it led to great things, it's just a little bit overshadowed by everything else that the Rangers did in the playoffs this season. But it was still a great series. The Rangers won every odd-numbered game, as we said, and they won 2-1 to one in Game 7, uh, a really intense Game 7 victory for the Rangers. They take a 2-0 lead in that game on goals by Dan Carcillo and Benoit Pouliot. And, you know, we've talked about unlikely heroes in the playoffs, and when you have a team with... Derek Broussard and Brad Richards and Marty St. Louis and Derek Stepan and Matt Zuccarello and Rick Nash and Carl Hagelin. It's certainly interesting to see that it ends up being Dan Carcillo and Benoit Poliat who score the goals in this winner-take-all Game 7. But, you know, Lundqvist was great, as always. Stopped 26 of 27 shots in the pivotal Game 7. And, hey, you know, if not for this clutch Game 7 performance by the Rangers, if not for this intense playoff series win against the Flyers, then everything that happened after it would have never happened because the Rangers never would have gotten to round two and come back from three games to one against the Penguins. The Rangers never would have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals and taken down the Montreal Canadiens to go to their first Stanley Cup since 1994. So yeah, definitely a, a special win. And you know, when a series like this comes in at number 11, you know you're about to really get into the good stuff. I mean, every playoff series win is great. I can't emphasize that enough. And again, you might not remember all the playoff series wins from our first episode. Again, that is episode 111, but it's still worth remembering. There might be some playoff series in there that you forgot about. So once again, if you have not heard that episode, I'd say go back, start there, and then go all the way through this with us. It's going to be a fun little three-parter that we're doing here. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rangers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ranger fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Ranger fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Let's go ahead and move on to number 10 here. And number 10 comes to us in 2012, the first round of the playoffs once again. The Rangers are the top seed in the Eastern Conference. They are playing the eighth-seeded Senators, and the Rangers win this playoff series in seven games after trailing three games to two, no less. And, you know, you might look at the seeds here and be a little bit underwhelmed, and you might think that, like, well, I mean, the Rangers were the top seed. They better have beaten the eighth-seeded Senators. They got lucky. They just kind of survived this series, and that's all true to an extent. But you kind of, as you're watching this series, you know, back in 2012, you kind of forget about the playoff seeds because this was just an epic battle for the Rangers. It's one of the most physical playoff series I can ever remember. It is the most physical playoff series that I've ever seen the Rangers play. And, you know, the Rangers, they took game one and then game two was just completely out of control. Let me see if I can remember everything that happened here. I had to look up some of this stuff, and I had to look up the names of a couple of the Senators players. But basically, in Game 1, Brian Boyle threw a punch at Eric Carlson but was not penalized, and that got the Senators mad. And Game 2 starts, and Matt Karkner basically just attacks Boyle at the beginning of the game, jumps on top of him, starts punching Boyle after Boyle is face down on the ice. I mean, Boyle never even dropped his gloves here. He just got completely mugged. And then Brandon Dubinsky, I mean, as any good teammate would, goes flying over there and he gets Karkner off of him. And then Dubinsky gets ejected from the game, which is just complete and utter BS. Yes, technically he is the third man in there, but his teammate is getting absolutely brutalized on the ice, just getting punched in the back of the head, basically, has no way of defending himself. Dubinsky just goes over there trying to protect his teammate. And Dubinsky gets tossed out of the game for it, and he is furious. And you can still find this on YouTube. Just type in Brandon Dubinsky Gatorade Cooler. He is screaming at the refs. He gets thrown out of the game. He he initially went to the penalty box because he thought he was just going to get a penalty. But then he gets ejected. So he skates to the other side of the rink, exits the rink, and there's a Gatorade cooler there. And Dubinsky pulls it up out of the stand that it was in and just spikes it into the ground. And, and the cr garden crowd just went nuts for him on that. Uh, I thought that was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. But obviously, you know, the Rangers lose a very good player there just for some goon on the Senators. And Kartner gets suspended. And then later in that game, Carl Haglin elbows Danny Alfredson in the head. Haglin is given a five-minute major penalty, and Alfredson leaves the game, does not return. Haglin was suspended three games for that incident, which seemed a little harsh. I mean, it was an elbow, but a three-game suspension seemed excessive there. And Alfredson was out for the next three games also due to the concussion. So just complete and utter chaos in game two, which the Senators unfortunately win three to two in overtime and even the series. And that's the thing too, like you, when all that stuff happens, you really want to see the Rangers get the win. And unfortunately they lose in overtime. The Rangers win game three in Ottawa, one to nothing. The Senators get another overtime win in game four, three to two. And then the Senators go into Madison Square Garden and they beat the Rangers two to nothing to take a three to two series lead. And this is when, as a Ranger fan, it's really starting to get scary. I mean, you just do not want to see this end in the first round of the playoffs, but the Rangers come out of it. They find a way to win in Ottawa in game six, three to two, and then they hang on for just a really intense two to one win in game seven. This series was just an absolute battle from start to finish. And again, it's a little bit forgettable because it's the first round. You don't really think of the Senators when you think of big Ranger playoff rivalries, but this series was just... It was an absolute slugfest. It just felt like a 10-round fight every single night. And the Rangers come out of that, and they find a way to get it done, and they move on to round two. So great series playoff win, an underrated series playoff win for the Rangers right there. 
Let's go ahead and move ahead to number nine. Number nine comes to us in 2008, the first round of the playoffs. The Rangers are the five seed. The Devils are the four seed, and the Rangers take down the Devils in five games. Scott Gomez was new to the Rangers at this time. He had three assists against his former team in game one, but... Let's just go ahead and get to why we're here, what we all want to talk about, and that is, of course, Sean Avery. Sean Avery alone causes this to rank higher than it probably otherwise would. Uh, He was just worth the price of admission. He was known for being, obviously, a a big-time agitator, and he would just try to get in the heads of opponents, but he was just on a whole other level in this series. Him and Marty Brodeur had a rivalry going for years and years and years, and I just think that anytime Avery was on the ice with Brodeur, he was just going to take it to a whole nother level, even by his standards. And of course, this playoff series is when we got the debut of the Avery rule. And if you missed this, just pause the podcast right now, go on YouTube, and just watch this. Just type in Avery rules, Sean Avery rules, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to describe it as good as I can, but even I can't really do it justice. It's, It's really something that you have to see for yourself if you've never seen it, or even if you have seen it, go back and check it out. Maybe it's been a while. It's definitely worth uh, going down memory lane there and seeing this again. But basically what happens, it's game three. The Rangers are up two games to none after winning each of the first two games in New Jersey. Uh, Avery was a complete pest, but now it's game three. It's back in the garden. Rangers looking to take a stranglehold, a 3-0 series lead here against the Devils. And the Rangers get a power play, a five-on-three power play, in fact. And the game is tied at one at this point. And Sean Avery, he positions himself in front of the net like he's typically going to do. But he just completely stops watching the play. He just has his back to the play. Doesn't even know where the puck is. Not even watching anything. And he just starts waving his stick about two or three inches in front of Marty Brodeur's face and, you know, waving his hand in Brodeur's face and and just doing everything he can to get inside this guy's head. Again, not even watching the play. He's got his back to the puck and and just continually waving his stick in Brodeur's face and and just messing with him. And, you know, it it goes on like this for a long time. Eventually, the, the Devils get the clear. It goes back in and now... Avery receives a pass from behind the net, and he's in front there, and he taps it home and scores on the power play. So after just—it went on for about 30 seconds. He's just standing there and just waving his stick in Brodeur's face, just hilarious stuff, and just Sean Avery being Sean Avery. And this, of course, you know, the Rangers go on. They win in five games, and this is when Sean Avery talked about how Marty Brodeur refused to shake his hand after the series is over— And Avery basically says, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but this is pretty much what he said. He said, everyone likes to talk about how unclassy I am, and Fatso there just forgot to shake my hand, I guess. And again, Sean Avery's words, not mine. But yeah, Rangers go on. And, and, you know, that's the other thing here, too. You think about all the Sean Avery uh, antics during this series. Hey, the Rangers took down one of their greatest rivals, and they took them down in convincing fashion in five games. They go 3-0 and in New Jersey in this series. And another awesome thing that happened in this series that I really remember is Game 5 is in New Jersey. The Rangers build a pretty comfortable lead there. I believe they were up by three goals, but the Devils start to come back. They chip away. They're down by just one goal, and they get a penalty shot, and they have a chance to tie the game, and Lundqvist makes a save because, of course, he did. And Yermir Yager, he was the Ranger captain at the time, he was asked about the penalty shot after the game, and he basically said, yeah, I didn't even watch the penalty shot because I knew Henrik would stop it. And yeah, that's that's just awesome stuff, and it 100% was appropriate back then. I mean, I wish I could say that I had as much confidence as Yager did. I, I always like my chances with Lundqvist, one-on-one, uh, a breakaway, or a penalty shot, or a shootout, or whatever it might be, but 
yeah, I mean, it's still a penalty shot. It's still one-on-one with the goalie. The guy still has a chance to score, and Yager's so confident in Henrik that he doesn't even bother to uh, to watch the play there. And the only thing stopping this from maybe ranking a little bit higher, because again, you know, big series win opening round of the playoffs against one of your rivals, beating them in convincing fashion. But the Rangers were eliminated by the Penguins in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They fell behind three games to none in that series. They won game four, but they lost game five in overtime. So just the fact that this series win against the Devils didn't really lead to anything that significant. That's why it's only going to be number nine on the countdown. But again, still a a notable series win. And I don't think anyone who watched Sean Avery will ever forget what he did in that series. Let's move ahead to number eight. More Rangers and Devils. This one is in 1997, and it comes in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Rangers are the number five seed. The Devils are the top seed. The Rangers once again oust the Devils from the postseason, taking them down in five games. This is just three years after the Rangers defeated the Devils in 1994 in the Eastern Conference Finals in double overtime. So they get them again here. And this time the Rangers were the underdog. And once again, the Rangers and the Devils season in overtime. Now, obviously, this isn't quite as dramatic as Game 7 overtime in 1994 with Stefan Matteau scoring the wraparound in double overtime. But nevertheless, Adam Graves scores a walk-off goal on a wraparound shot. Basically, he was behind the net. He slips away from Scott Stevens, who was just an absolute beast for the Devils, but he gets away from Stevens, comes in front of the net, and flicks a shot into the twine, gives the Rangers the win, ends the series, and sends the Rangers to the Eastern Conference Finals. And the thing that I'll never forget about this series is that the Devils kept scoring goals that wound up getting overturned on replay. Because back then, there was a rule that you couldn't be in the crease if your teammate scored a goal. And so this happened three times in the series where the Devils had somebody in the crease, somebody else scored a goal, and it was ruled a goal on the ice, but then it went to the replay, and it just kept happening and happening and happening. And it always felt like it came at a critical juncture of these games, you know, maybe the game is tied in the third period, or maybe the Rangers have a one-goal lead, and the Devils keep scoring these goals, and it just keeps getting overturned, and it it got to the point where I was just laughing about it. I mean, I was just a kid, but, you know, they scored a goal, I I think it was like in game four that the Rangers ended up winning, and you think it's going to be a big momentum shift and a big goal for the Devils, and I you see it live, and it's like, he's in the crease again, and this is going to get overturned again, and then you see a replay, and it's like, yep, that's that's getting called back. It's not going to count. Uh, it was just absolutely hilarious, and I think maybe in a roundabout way, it's the kind of break that you need to catch a little bit in a playoff series, especially when you're the underdog and you're going up against a team that was as good as the Devils were at this time. I mean, the Devils, they were no joke around this time. They had won the Stanley Cup just two seasons earlier. Uh, They were a powerhouse, and they ended up winning the Cup three times in this era. But yeah, I mean, the Rangers caught a couple of breaks there, but they made their own breaks as well. You know, they won these games. They took out the best team in the Eastern Conference in just five games. And very similar to the first round in the playoffs of this season. You know, we talked about that just a little while ago. Rangers beating the Panthers in five games. They lose game one of that series, and then they win four in a row. The same thing happened here. The Devils shut out the Rangers 2 to nothing in game one. The Rangers post a 2 to nothing shutout win of their own in game two. They win game three by a score of 3-2. to two. They pretty much roll in game four, 3 to nothing, and then they win game five in New Jersey in overtime to end the series, punch their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. Another fun factor, I I suppose kind of a sad fact about this series, is the fact that this was the final playoff series victory for both Wayne Gretzky and Marc Messier. And in fact, neither one of them even made it back to the playoffs again after this. Obviously, they, they advanced to the next round, so they played the Flyers in the Eastern Conference Finals, but that was it. Gretzky and Messier did not go back to the playoffs again after this. Both 36 at the time, 
And, you know, obviously both on the back nine a little bit, but still both tremendously talented players. And you certainly didn't think that this was going to be it as far as both of these guys making the postseason. Mike Richter in the deciding game five, by the way, stopped 46 of 47 shots. He was absolutely on fire in this series. And the Rangers were outshot 47 to 31 in game five, but they still find a way to get the win. Adam Graves in overtime scoring to end the Devils season. And hey, anytime you get a walk-off goal in an overtime playoff game that ends a series, it's got to be pretty high on a list such as this, and that's why this one is where it is. And one with this one for today, number seven, our countdown comes to us from 2013. The Rangers are the number six seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and they take down the three-seeded Washington Capitals four games to three. And the Rangers and Capitals have played each other so many times that it might be hard to remember exactly what happened in this series, but I'll see if I can give you guys a little bit of a refresher here. Again, seven games because, of course, it was at Rangers-Capitals. But the Rangers really showed a lot of resilience in the series. They lost the first two games in Washington, including a one nothing decision in Game 2 in overtime. So they're down two games to none. They go home to the Garden, and they win Games 3 and 4, both by a score of 4-3. to three. They go back to Washington with the series tied at 2 for Game 5. They lose that game in overtime 2-1. to one. And now Henrik Lundqvist, with his team facing elimination in Game 6 and 7 here, again, down three games to two, all he does is post back-to-back shutouts while making 62 total saves over Games 6 and 7. And so just a fantastic vintage performance from the King. And I remember going into Game 7 because to that point in the series, the home team had won all six games. And I remember thinking, like, that's not really a hockey thing. You know, you see that in basketball a lot of the time. But, you know, home ice advantage in... The hockey playoffs, it's important, sure, but you don't see a series go seven games where the home team wins all seven games. And I remember just thinking, like, you know, that trend has to go away tonight, right? I mean, it can't happen in a series between the Rangers and Capitals. The home team is going to win all seven games. No way. That that just doesn't happen that often in hockey. And the Rangers absolutely bucked that trend in Game 7 because, you know, the first six games were as competitive as it gets in this series. But the Rangers basically just skated circles around the Capitals in Game 7, and they beat them 5 to nothing to advance to Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's probably easy to forget about this Ranger playoff series win just because they played the Capitals so many times in the playoffs. It all starts to blend together a little bit, and they've played them deeper in the playoffs. They've played them in round two a couple of times in the postseason. So this is one that just kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and I think that's doubly true when you consider that the Rangers lost to the Boston Bruins in five games in round two. They fell behind three games to none there. One game four in overtime, but then were eliminated, so they pretty much went out with a whimper that season. But yeah, I mean, they showed a lot of resilience in this in this playoff series. Again, falling behind two games to none, falling behind three games to two, and then figuring out a way to win game seven, uh, five to nothing in that game. The Rangers got goals from Aaron Asham, Taylor Pyatt, Michael Delzato, Ryan Callahan, and Matt Zuccarello, and basically just rolled to the win. Again, 5 nothing, and punching their ticket to the second round of the postseason. So yeah, that's going to do it for today, guys. You know, again, I hope that in these trying times that we're all facing together right now, all these, all these different challenges that we're facing, uh, it's been fun for you guys to kind of look back at some of these great Ranger playoff series wins over the last 26 seasons. And, you know, some of them are unforgettable. Some of them maybe you haven't thought about in a long time, and maybe this reminded you of some, some pretty cool memories there. And just as a fun side note, the Stanley Cup playoffs actually would have been starting tonight and that's really unfortunate. It just makes you miss hockey even more. But yes, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs would have gotten underway this evening. Who knows if the Rangers would have made it or not? Who knows for sure 
what's going to happen the rest of the season. Maybe the Rangers will yet make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe the season will continue, and the Rangers will pick up right where they left off and conclude the regular season in style and fight their way into the playoffs. And, and we may yet get to see Ranger hockey this season, but obviously a lot of things are going to happen uh, before that occurs. So once again, you guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.